0: What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to type UFC Fight Night for Z versus Gamrock, some of the top lightweights in the division. As always, In the world. In the world. As always, go like and subscribe to the channel. Comment your thoughts on this card, which is actually pretty damn deep for an Apex card. And um, as always, these are your host. I'm Paul Pickham, William Contra, and I'm joined with...
1: You already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Water voice boy, C-boy, aka the Don PYE, aka the Street Fighter Enthusiast, you feel me? And Paul, anytime I see a good Apex cardinal I think of mm. An American Hero. Named-
0: damn American hero. Speaking of American heroes, that boy John Cena was at my job the other day.
1: Was he really?
0: He wasn't at my job, but he was he was around the vicinity that happened he to be the mall? Yeah, I, I didn't get to see him, though, unfortunately, but my boy popped up in a pinstripe suit, and I knew if I was to see him, I'd have, I like I didn't want to be that person to be like, oh, my God, John Cena, can I please get a picture and autograph? I didn't want to do all of that, so I was hoping, because where, where my job is is right next to the, the coffee shop in the mall, like a Starbucks right there, and I was like, maybe he'll come get, some, get in that Starbucks, and I'm going to point at him. Hit <laughs> him with one of those and let him know. Just let him know I know who he is.
1: That's funny. Did he have the long hair and shit?
0: No. Nah, uh, from what I heard, he had a pin a blue pinstripe suit on and a gray cap, and he was at Louis Vuitton, and he was ducked off in the corner of Louis Vuitton. And they only take appointments up there. So it's not like you, you can walk in and be like, oh, this, hey, Johnson. It's like he's in there on his appointment. No one else is in there.
1: Oh, that's fine. So he's the only nigga in the store. That's tough.
0: Yeah, but that's that, fire, but, fire. Yeah. but back to the apex, back to the American heroes, mm. American hero. Never forget my
1: man Sean Strickland. Most people know him as a as a middleweight champion or made the apex great again.
0: But <laughs> right, you should have told me. I've real fucking put on my army suit, right? I didn't know we had royalty talk in this episode,
1: bro. I'm telling you, any chance I get to bring up Sean Strickland as champion, I'm doing it every time until until he loses that belt, which could be his next defense. Sean Strickland, America.
0: This (laughs) happens on me at all times, all the time. I didn't, didn't, America saw. I didn't have to get up at all times
1: until I never forget a board man gets paid. I love that shirt.
0: All right, but let's jump into the the, this card, bro. Yeah, let's jump into it. We're gonna start all the way at the bottom, not all the at the bottom, but match the one third fight on the card. Mohammed Usman is back. And he's fired in Jake Collier. One time middleweight, then blew up to heavyweight, and the heavyweight experience is not good to him. He's like two and five since going up to heavyweight. And yeah, he's fun to watch because his spinning heel kicks and all that. But I don't know. This is a very hard fight to pick. I mean, it's split 50 50. You got Muhammad Usman, tough winner. He's yet to lose since winning off of tough, even though a lot of people think he's lost his last fight against Tafa. Tafa was damaging him on the feet uh, badly, very badly. But Usman kept getting the takedowns and holding him there. And one of the few fights we've seen in 2023 where controlled times beats damage, where we saw Usman win that one. So I don't know how to pick this fight. Collier could outstrike him, but Usman has shown he can wrestle people, and he has, and he's still got that fucking one hitter quarter power.
1: I mean, I you know how I love, I love me some. My, I got nothing but love for my dog Muhammad Usman. I just think it's crazy how you can go from. One eighty middleweight to heavyweight like that, like motherfucking, you went from fighting Marcel Fortuna in twenty seventeen, got the dub to your next fight being, Yeah, and then to your next fight being in twenty twenty, and you fighting fucking Tom Aspinall like in the middle of COVID.
0: Yeah, and uh, where was it? Did it, oh no, it's not him. We'll bring up this guy a little bit later. But uh, yeah, no, nah. and he wasn't even good at middleweight. Just so, all like it wasn't like he was like a premier middleweight guy. He was losing there. Uh, he'll move up to heavyweight so my take on this fight is he moved up to heavyweight thinking you'll have the speed advantage and having all that agility it didn't work out for the first two and a half three years now we're four or five years into this and now you're just a heavyweight you no longer have that speed advantage and all that shit from middleweight like now you actually are 250 pounds and that's your weight and you look like a heavyweight and fight like a heavyweight and i like I just don't. I don't know how you can pick Call a Year even if Usman's look bad. I think Usman's just to like pick him, and at least you know you didn't pick Call a Year and you, you you lost.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm definitely taking Usman and this guy, and I'm gonna do more research on Call Year because I got to see what the fuck happened from November 2017 to July 2020 that made that boy motherfucking just balloon up like that maybe maybe there's some mental health issues no he chose
0: it no he chose he's gonna move from middleweight to heavyweight like and his whole game plan was i'm gonna be faster i'm gonna have all this advantage and then i just say that didn't work for the first few years when you had the speed advantage now you're just another heavyweight that's actually insane yeah so that's what i'm saying like i'm i'm okay with uzman losing I just, like, it's like a betting mentality. Like, I'm not going to bet on Jets with Zach Wilson. I'm okay with betting against them and losing that bet. But I'm not betting on them and losing the bet. And I'm going to sit there and be like, why the fuck did I bet on Zach Wilson and the Jets? Like, that's how I feel about Collier. Like, I'm not betting on this man to ever win. And I'm okay with him, up, okay with losing that bet because he should never win. Then we're going to jump into... One of our fan favorites, Tim Means, OG, 32-15-1, been around the block, tested veteran. He's the one. He once beat Diego Lima, or one of the Lima brothers. He, he beat him, knocked him out, like, once upon a time ago. He's taken on Andre Villajo. Villajo was, like, 0-3 in his last three fights. All of them were by knockouts. His last win was like 2019, 2020, where he went on a two-fight knockout streak himself. He is the big favorite here, minus 190. Tim Means plus 160. I, I mean, Tim Means is definitely over the blo- over the hump, and not good anymore. But Vilaho's coming off three straight knockouts, do you, where he's the one getting knocked out? Do you think he gets to his ship back on the right sail with Tim Means as an opponent?
1: Oh man! I mean, you know Tim Means is my dog, so it's kind of like blasphemy for me to go against him. What's up with this car? Why is all the homies on this car? Because Tim Means is on this car. The lot of
0: fucking uh, we got what's his name, Charles Jordan, my guy, Brian Battle.
1: Yeah, we got some hitters in this bitch, and I feel like I didn't see that um. I did not seen him. Han- I did not seen this Mizuki um, girl fight before. I can't remember. And where.
0: Hannah Goldie was the one that M- Molly Meatball knocked out on uh, the Blades Aspinall card.
1: Oh, disgusting. But yeah, so yeah,
0: there are a lot of hitters on this. I mean, Tim Means,
1: old veteran going against. Yeah, I think Tim Means gets his dub. I think Tim Means gets a finisher.
0: I was going to pick Tim Means, but Felaho Fal- uh, looks it, like. He gets beat Ooh, by blah. some pretty good guys, and whereas Tim Means is too old to move his head, I feel like Tim Means is going to take a lot of shots if they're going to box all day. So, like, I'm going to take Falaho and I'm I'm not happy about it, but this is going to be – I think this going to be a fun fight. I think this could be a potential fight of the night.
1: Yeah, I'm going to keep my own team Means pick, but I do like the – um, I do like how you said that.
0: And then Oh yeah,
1: Tim Means is on a three fight list. Yeah, Dude, he's been
0: submission. He's been subbing people too. Like he's been looking pretty good. He's been
1: losing. Hold on. Ah, we'll see what happens. I think this is a I think loser gets loses their um loser gets their contract terminated.
0: <laughs> this is this one in WWE, like loser got a retired. <laughs> yeah, loser <laughs> loser loser gets kicked off a raw type fight. <laughs> yeah, this is one of them. Then let's jump into one of the Top three best nickname in all of fighting entertainment sports. Charles Air Jordan himself is taking on Ricardo Ramos. This is a pick pick 'em fight. Um, uh, we all know what Jordan can do. He's great on the feet. Not great, but he's really good on the feet. He just beat up Kron Gracie, who was not ready to fight in MMA. He looked terrible. And Charles Jordan showed that like he looked he's not supposed to be in the UFC. But then Ramos, he's one of those fighters, he's hard to pinpoint because his his highs are high where he can wrestle you, he has the power, he's good on his feet, but then his lows are lows where he's going into a fight that he should win and he's he's losing pretty, pretty badly. He can't get takedowns. So he's hard he's somebody hard to pinpoint. And that's why I think it's a pick'em. Because if Ramos was as good as how he's shown when he's like doing his thing and he can wrestle you and all this stuff. It probably should be like Ramos a pretty big favorite because Jordan it's he doesn't have takedown defense. Like, yeah, he stopped Cron Gracie, but Cron Gracie shouldn't have been in the octagon. But like Shane Burger <coughs> was able to take him down pretty effortlessly over and over and over again. Like this that's this, uh, that's why he's a fun fight. That's why UFC and MMA and all that's a fun sport because like both of these fighters, like if Ramos comes in and he's that guy like he's supposed to be, he's gonna take Jordan down he might get a submission he's going to dominate control time it's going to be a one sided fight if it's a, another one of the ramos low ride and jordan is just pretty is just on his thing like jordan is going to fight from the outside tag him up with some leg kicks box him up and just completely win the fight on just on defeat so it's a hard fight to pick honestly but i'm you know i can never rock against my boy charles Eric jordan
1: I mean, I appreciate you putting all that respect on Ramos. Mm, I'm not the biggest seller. Man. I'm not the biggest buyer on Charles Jordan. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take him, though. But Ramos, he's only really lost to some decent guys. He lost to Said a long time ago in 2019 lost Oscar, LeRon Murphy. Oh, mm. oh, I mean, no, I don't mind being split with you. Yeah, let me. I don't like this guy. You know those really makes me think twice about Ramos, he well, trains a team alpha male.
0: Team alpha male. I, uh, my thing with Team Alpha male is they make great mid-carters. Like, guys yeah. are fill the prelims and probably win their fights. But then, whenever they start getting into the main card, is when this shit gets a little shaky.
1: I mean, uh, he lost to Nate Wood.
0: Uh, That's good, Wood. Nate, first off. When you, you say the only Nate, person Nate correct, you,
1: you and his favorite side miss are the only people that call him that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. So I'm split on this one, but I'll take I'll i I'll I'll, I'll I'll split with you. I'll go I'll go Ramos just because I want to. I don't know about your Jordan like that.
0: And then we got a very a very close fight on the odds. I don't know. I think There's you're gonna ride with a certain guy, but like Brian Battle minus one eighty, coming off his UFC North Carolina, uh, Char- UFC Charlotte fight in his hometown where he gets like a 14 second knockout win over Gabe Green. And he's taking on A.J. Fletcher, who's on a win streak. He looked pretty good. He's, like, a great all-around fighter. The odds are very close. A.J. Fletcher's a small underdog. Brian Battle's a small favorite. Are you rocking – do you believe in the Brian Battle train? Like, I, a lot of his fans are very loyal. And they be thinking he can he, – he's going to go to the moon. I
1: mean, all Brian Battle fans are some real dudes. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a fan of Ryan Brian Battle. I mean, he beat the shit out of last duty fight. Like, brother didn't even look like he was supposed to be in there for real. who do you fight last? Gabe Green? Yeah, that was bad. He didn't even look like 14, 14
0: seconds. 14 seconds, and it was in his hometown, too. Only hometown fighter on the Charlotte card, which made it and, even better.
1: And killed his ass. I mean, I like Brian Battle because he has that win over on Gore. I think that was a pretty good win, especially early in that career. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm taking Brian Battle. I prefer Brian Battle. I like, I like, I prefer long hair Brian Battle. I feel like, I feel like he had extra years, like and it was cool watching the long hair blowing. You the don't fight. like Bleach Blonde Battle, but we could rock with Bleach Blonde Battle.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna rock with Bleach Blonde Battle, even though Fletcher is very dangerous in the submission game and he can wrestle. Brian Battle is just so long. I feel like he's gonna keep him at a distance.
1: Yeah, that's real. Oh, is this your favorite? The Karate Hottie. On this, this is crotch. your
0: favorite. I love betting against the Karate Hottie. You, you know you love you some Michelle Watterson, homie. The Karate Hottie, Michelle Watterson, coming in as a big underdog, plus 240 to Marina Rodriguez, minus 300. And I don't think, even though Marina Rodriguez is coming off of two losses to Amanda Limos and Jordan Roba, she does have wins over Mackenzie Dern, she does have a win over Karate Hottie in the past, and she does have a win over Yan Zhangyan, who is the potential title contender. At this, at you at, talking
1: like, about Yan Qingping?
0: Yeah, like so, like and Mackenzie Dern and the Karate Hottie herself. So like, I, there's a reason why she's a minus three hundred favorite in my opinion. I'm not betting against Marina Rodriguez, even though she's coming off of two losses. I mean, Karate Hottie's what like thirty eight and she's uh coming off three straight losses herself last time we saw her fight we watched her live at ufc miami 287 and she was a, a a pretty big favorite and i kept telling people she's gonna lose like she does not She her style is not meant for the ufc like it's a very kickboxing taekwondo oriented thing where she's throwing a lot of kicks but it's it's either knockout or bust, and she's definitely not getting knockouts at thirty eight. Like Marina Rodriguez, minus three hundred. Like just put that bitch in the parlay and keep it moving.
1: Yeah, you're big junk if you're picking the like Karate Hottie. And fun fact: the reason why it's so funny the Karate Hottie is that I started watching MMA, and the only show I watched when I first started was the DC and RC, and they had they featured the Karate Hottie on there. And this is the same show, like around the time featured, like an early Jamal Hill. I
0: remember this because you was. Yeah, I, was, I remember this.
1: I, I came in. The, I came into the show like so. I'm trusting the guests that be on the um, DC and Archer show. They have like Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier, which actually, yeah, Dustin Poirier beat Michael Chandler. So, um, Dustin Poirier. So I'm thinking they only bring hitters on this show. Like you got to be a killer to be on the show. So they got Michelle and a Karate Heidi, like ready to do stuff. I should have known there was something up because that next week they had Dominique Cruz right before he got knocked out by Cheeto. But I should have known something was up with this karate hottie. But I came on a podcast on yo, Paul, book it your next champion Michelle Waterson, Taekwondo karate gonna take her wherever she need to go. And then this man Paul utterly laughed at me. Not only for the rest of the rest of the recap, he We watched a fight. He laughed at me. He texted me later, laughed. And before the fight, he was like, so. How's the Karate Hottie doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, the karate, but I, the, Molly Meatball is probably emes, and, uh, my nemesis number one in the women's MMA. And the Karate Hottie is number two. Like, she's just – people, I, I forget about her now and then just because how much I hate meatball. The Karate hottie's is up there on women MMA fighters I just love to bet against.
1: Did she fight a UFC Miami?
0: Yeah, she was the one that – we watched her live when she got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just
1: talking shit at the car.
0: And then the reason why I kept the camel hat for the rest of this fight on is because we're gonna talk Bryce Mitchell versus Danny Ege. Bryce Mitchell minus two ten, Danny Ege plus one seventy five. This is the co-main event. A lot of people are big on Ege. He's been around the block. He's coming off with some good wins. Um, who'd he just beat in his last fight? He just uh coming off Nate Landier. He gets the nameless decision went over Nate the train and then he beats Damon action Jackson second round knockout and before that he got three unanimous decision losses one to mob club one of the top fighters Josh Emmett one of the top fighters and the Korean zombie in 2021 one of the top fighters in that moment. So. Not bad losses, so you could take that with how you want to weigh it. Bryce Mitchell, on the other hand, same thing, coming off a bad loss to Ilya Taporia, but Ilya Taporia top guy, and he has wins over Andre Philly, Charles Rosa, Edson Barbosa. He had a nice little win streak. He was undefeated actually going into that fight with Ilya Taporia. So like, uh, take it how you want to weigh it. I don't know. I'm rocking my guy Bryce Mitchell. I just think he's gonna. The, the, like he, his wrestling is just uh, other than Taporia he if you're not in the top five I think Bryce Mitchell is gonna deal with you.
1: Bryce Mitchell is the only reason why I know where Arkansas is located out on the map. Straight up, I fuck with Bryce Mitchell, man, and I'm glad that he came back. I hope he got his mind right because I remember after that Taporia loss because he beat J- Bryce Mitchell on the feet. In the, in the wrestling, in the... Oh, man, he fucked him up it's all the way. Yeah, he literally... And they even had... um, And this is the same Bryce Mitchell that was talking about. So, yo, I'm ready to fight more. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You see that? And now it's like, bro, I don't even know if I should keep on fighting anymore. So I'm glad to see Bryce Mitchell back in the octagon doing what he got to
0: do to be a motherfucking
1: champion. And, and so, he had to pull know, out
0: of his last fight due to injury hmm So we are always happy to
1: see Bryce Mitchell. You know we're gonna rock with Bryce Mitchell for sure. But what is his way to beat Danny Gay? Because Danny Gay looked good in his last two fights.
0: It's to not. So people are counting him out on on the feet. They're like Danny Gay. If if he can do what Taporia did and dominate on the feet and like watch the takedowns, he he be able to stop him. Where that is true, Ege probably can win on the feet and all that because Ege is well tested veteran. He's better all-around fighter, probably, too. We're just talking about all-around put together. But in reality, we watched the Edson Barbosa fight. Legendary kickboxer, one of the best strikers in MMA history. And, Bar- and uh, yeah, Bryce Mitchell won on the ground with a submission. But Bar- uh, Barbosa was getting clipped on the feet. We were watching Bryce Mitchell stand and box with Bar- uh, Barbosa and yes, he has to worry about the takedown and everything. So it's a different type of like stand uh, standup for Barbosa, but he was still getting clipped and the same that goes with any fighter. I think like people are, are forgetting that like the, when the fighter has to worry about the takedown so much that opens up Bryce Mitchell's offensive striking game. And that's where I see Bryce Mitchell. Like people are counting out like, Oh, he is going to beat him on the feet point blank period. I'm like, we watched Barbosa, who's a well more accomplished striker, get pieced up by Bryce Mitchell, and then Bryce Mitchell take him down when he wanted to after winning on the feet. So like I, that's how I see this fight going. Is like Egan is gonna have to worry about the takedown, which will open up Bryce Mitchell striking a little bit early. And in the moment, Egan's like, okay, he's striking with me, he gets a little comfortable. That's when we see Bryce Mitchell shooting the takedowns and winning on winning the ground like he does almost anybody else. One thing that worries me about this fight, last fight he had to pull out of due to injury, and uh, we had the crazy countdown purple side half of his body. What the fuck was going on with that? This fight, him and his ex-girlfriend are going at it. Um, this is the same ex-girlfriend where he had to like break the like glass door down to get his dog from a couple years ago. Uh, now he's saying that like she came and killed all his chickens and like all this stuff. Like he's going through this shit. He's going through it right now and he's on Instagram. He's posting about it. He's talking like, it is just like, how much can you, are you able to train for this Dan Ige fight? If we got all this outside shit going on. Oh, and he she about Bryce killed, killed my boys, like fucking maple trees. Like she's talking about
1: Bryce Mitchell.
0: Yeah. That's Bryce going Mitchell. on. Yeah. This was going on in Arkansas right now.
1: I didn't know any of that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, so, like, that's what, like, this is all going on, like, as of, like, a week ago, daily, and I'm just, like, how much is this taking away from your camp? Because you have a fight coming up this weekend.
1: That's insane. Hopefully, hopefully that shit fires him up, but please don't be losing sleep over bitches.
0: This is one of his ex-girlfriends, like, apparently a very notorious ex-girlfriend, which has been in the past having some issues with, so... But other than that, I'm rocking with Mitchell, mm. and I gave you my my keys to victory, I guess, how you want to say
1: it. I'm rocking with Mitchell, and I'm just praying that these bitches aren't his, down, aren't his downfall. Because I would hate to see him go over, two after not seeing him fight in, like, almost a year, damn near.
0: And then we got the main event at Lightweight. top. The premier guys, I think um, both are top five, Rafael Fasiv. Slight favorite, minus 150, going up against Martínez Gamrot plus 125, former double champion of KSW. I mean, mm. this is the battle of the ages. You got a premier striker going up against premier takedown specialist, someone who won't quit. This is a five-round fight. Mm. Kevin, how do you see this fight panning out here?
1: Bro, you know i fuck with Gamma. before. You know i fuck ever. I've fucked, I've fucked with Gamma ever since I watched his fight against Saruki And those scrambles were just so beautiful. This shit makes me um, cry a tear a little bit. But we just got off the fight with Rafael Fazee, who looked great against Gaethje.
0: Very close. One of the best three-round fights you'll ever see in your life.
1: Yeah, dead eyes. Like, And I remember live streaming that fight. Like, yo, there's a definite. I got Gaethje winning that shit. But there's definitely an argument for Fizzy.
0: Part of the year contender for sure.
1: Definitely. So we know that Fizzy's gonna go to war. So now it's like, who can stop who? Can he? Can he stuff these takedowns? Can he check? Can he check any like kicks? Can he check? can he? Can he? Can he, can he under? Can he see through Gamrot's style? I think that's what makes this because he. We know he has the power. We know he can crack, and we know if this fight is on the feet. Fizzy is gonna look like the better, um, the better fighter for sure. So I think it just comes down to defense. Can you get out of um, uh, can you get out of weird spots? Can you get out of ugly shits when it's time to get taken down? And then Gamera, are you gonna pull the outro and just stay active and stay ready, like keep going, keep going? Because you got five rounds to just keep trying to get this takedown, these takedowns, get control time, set up submissions, like. And if you do do that, is it gonna be enough? Because you know, Fizzy, if Fizzy's on his feet, he's gonna crack.
0: And so, I think this
1: fight can go either way, but I do like Fizzy in this one.
0: And uh, I like Fizzy. I'm going to co sign the Fizzy pick on this. And part of it is also Gamrot, like I said, double champ in his former uh, place, which has a lot of great hitters that are supposed to come over to UFC as well. How much he's not a young spring chicken when he came. Like, he already had a lot of fights underneath his belt, a lot of wars, a lot of damage coming into the UFC. And then when he comes into UFC again, like, uh, uh, we've seen like, Armin Saryukian knock him down it wasn't called a knockdown but everyone that saw the fight there was definitely a knockdown from Saryukian's elbow then we saw him against Darius who hit one of the cleanest left hand hooks that you'll ever see that drops him and just like, walks over to him and Jalen Turner I don't believe I don't know if he dropped him or what, but I know he definitely did a lot of damage to him. It's just like, at what point do we start sitting here talking about this man's collected a lot of damage? And Fazev, one of the main reason I'm also picking him is because he an RDA fight. I was wary of like, okay, like he maybe he'll get taken down. He showed against RDA, who's a very good takedown uh, fighter. That it's it's gonna be you're not gonna take me down. I can stuff takedowns. I have great takedown defense. And I think Paseev's going to be able to stuff the takedowns from Gamrot. And then whenever you see a takedown fighter that can't take the person to the ground, they start – they don't know what to do. And for someone who gets cracked a lot and gets dropped a lot, I think Paseev's just going to – we might see a a perceived finish.
1: Oh, really?
0: I think so. I think we see a perceived KO on this just because – Gamrot shown like gamrod has been dropped in, I think, every single of his fights coming into the UFC. And then, huh. just, and then I can perceive as somebody who I think has the power and this technical ability where I might not knock you out the first time I drop you, but this ref might stop it eventually if I just continue to do it. Mm, that's
1: real. Yeah, I can see this by ending in a fitness, especially if Fizzy gets out there and hits the motherfucking gas.
0: Yeah, and we see him go five rounds also too. So it's not like he doesn't have the experience. Both of them are been in five round fights.
1: Hell uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean I got fizzy. I think I'm expecting Fizzy to look good. I do think Game out eventually get a takedown if fizzy won't let that should happen again. But we'll see.
0: All right. Well, we got to get up out of here. Again, go down, like, and subscribe to the channel. To, again, just please comment in, uh, down below what y'all's picks, y'all's bets, anything y'all writing this weekend, we want to hear them. Thank y'all for tuning in. We just broke down UFC vs. Versus- Gamrot. I'm Paul Pickin' of Concha. I was joined with Kev, Street Fight Enthusiast Savoy. This has been Totally Blitz Podcast. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.